Hello, my wonderful friends. Welcome to Fate FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Krita, the South Australian Regional Coordinator for Faith FM. And if you like to make a comment or have your questions answered, please text us on 04-888-808-11. That's the number where you can send us a text as we go through this program because you can be part of our program and uh, send a question or a comment or just uh, be part of this program with us uh, today. The theme for for a couple of weeks, I will say, uh, will be God's message for today. And I'm very uh, happy to have with me today our co-host, Eric Hoare. Eric, welcome to the program. Thanks very much, Nick. It's wonderful to be back again. It's good to have you with us. Now, not uh, always we meet because it's only when I need to fill in for our uh, <laughs> wonderful uh, Gary. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> I Gary. believe he's uh, really, really has pity on us. You know that uh, we are here in the studio doing the program and he's having a nice holiday. Yeah, well, I hope he's got his feet up and he's been able to relax because <laughs> he's, he's fairly full on, Pastor Gary. Yeah, he deserves to... Deserve Does a lot to, of things. Yeah, to have uh, some time off and... Yeah. Uh, uh, yes, I'm uh, filling in for Gary for uh, the next few weeks on Tuesday with you, particularly, yeah. and uh, some other days. But um, Eric, uh, we are going to look into this um, subject, you know, uh, God's message for today. You know, we live mm-hmm. in uh, this time when people don't know what's going on, you know, and uh, what do you think about uh, what happened in the world uh, oh, uh, today? Um, I think it's very shaky. I think there's confusion is coming and raining everywhere and people are uncertain now of the times in which we live. And uh, the Bible foretold all this, you know, it's uh, it's completely clear in the Bible that these events would take place and we're seeing them right before our very eyes. Tonight's subject is one that actually, um, when I was searching uh, as, a, as a younger fella, uh, had no Christian uh, affiliation at all, no beliefs really in God. This is one of the prophecies here that brought me and gave me so much trust in the Bible. Uh, and when I understood through reading the Bible and studying it that this prophecy is so powerful that nobody can dispute that the Bible isn't true through the prophecy we're going to read tonight. That's interesting because, yeah, we are going to look into Daniel chapter 2 in Mm. particular uh, today. And um, even though Daniel, uh, it's in the Old Testament, Mm. and uh, Christians today, they like to um, call themselves that we are uh, people, you know, of the New New Testament. Mm. Actually, I would like to say we are people of the book, of the Bible. Amen. You know, to look into the Old Testament, the New Testament, to see uh, what's um, going on, because I believe it's very relevant even in Daniel, in the Old Testament. uh, um, just look before we we moving to our subject. Uh, 
on news, you know, on other um, uh, platforms, you know, uh, so many things happening, you know, so many things happening. And I, I was even listening um, today on a radio broadcast about the anniversary, you know, in the United States, you know, mm-hmm. the uh, what was that, 200 and something years uh, of uh, independence, mm-hmm. uh, Independence Day in the United States. And uh, what really caught my attention is that America is still divided. Mm. Um, and I saw um, ex-president, you know, Donald Trump uh, having a rally, you know, a mm. very big meeting, you know, just a couple of days before the, um, uh, you know, 4th of uh, July, mm. which is the Independence Day uh, for uh, uh, United States. And uh, yeah, people, people are uh, divided. Mm. And I'm wondering if uh, that same thing is it's, uh, with the uh, Christians uh, today. Yes, there's a lot of unrest in America, that's for sure. And I, I think um, what's happening and with what's happening in the world, everybody has different views and different opinions on what's taking place. I don't think we've seen so many changes in the last probably year, maybe two years. We've seen so much shifting of opinions and, and uh, different um, things being put on newsreels that conflict one with another mm-hmm. and to source through that truth I watched a program the other night that was talking about China and how China is moving towards a cashless society and how they um, they're actually um, uh, brought down um, uh, are trying to bring down other countries to conform with their their power they're mm-hmm. trying to get more power around the world and uh, some of these programs you watch and you can see what's happening around the world and yet we still live in a, a time of confusion where a uh, majority of people in the world don't believe in god uh, and therefore they are trying they're making a opinions on and and having views on things that are actually presented by the world yes but the word of god actually walks us through these situations mm-hmm. and we can have faith and confidence in the foundation of the bible and i i truly believe that the bible is the word of god i believe that um the accounts through the creation uh, everything that leads through is solid and stands on that Be- why why do i believe that is because when you link them up with prophecies that we're going to talk about tonight that shows the future mm. i can believe in the past oh wonderful and yeah that. absolutely and um, yeah as you just mentioned uh, in a political world but also the spiritual world yeah. you know uh, countries you know uh, people always uh, wanted to have freedom you know to yes. like talking about the united states and uh, mm. celebrating you know the independence uh, day coming out under the the british you know um regime to say so mm. um yeah, people want to be free. People want to be uh, united, you know, in uh, uh, you know, in what they're doing in themselves, you know. Um, and I wonder, in a, from a spiritual point of view, uh, these days, you know, you may heard about the ecumenism, you know, where uh, people want to be united, also. Mm. But I wonder if you have the right uh, reason, you mm. know, to be united, to be united. Of what I will, that will be wonderful actually to be united, uh, all to follow the, the Bible, you know, the principle of the Bible. But if you have anything else in mind, you know, just to be united for the sake of controlling things. Mm. And that's what I'm thinking also of big powers. You talk about uh, China, mm. uh, which is a superpower, you know, and, uh, they can talk very, very loudly these days. Mm. Um, 
Yes, well, you know, the Bible tells us not to stand on the word of man, but on the word of God. And um, to me, uh, before I was a Christian, I didn't know uh, the events that the Bible lines out uh, and found salvation through Christ. Uh, I I was following, um, you know, different opinions. And um, the thing is that when I found the truth, and and they build on them, and, and you line up all the texts like a uh, like a fence post, and they all line up into a direction. They give you a, a, a truth. Mm-hmm. The state of the dead, for instance, is a really important truth to know. Uh, the kingdom of God, how it's going to come. We're going to talk a bit about that tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you got those, then nothing should move you from those truths. And I think that there is a lot of confusion in the world where if um, if different religious group, groups join together, that there's some sort of compromise and some of those truths mm. and leading away from uh, from what the Bible is actually saying. They are the difficulties, you know. But when you talk about America, I've been to America and they're very Christian people. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can hop onto a bus and you can talk to the bus driver about Christian things. They're very accepting over there. And yet you still have these mass murders. You still have conflict and yes. tensions. And it is it is quite a divided country, particularly when you have politics mixing with religion. Mm-hmm. That's the I think that's the key point, that there, there is danger, a lot of danger, yeah, yeah. a lot of controlling in the yeah, background. Yeah. Mm. Now you're right. And and uh, even though we still uh, uplift freedom, you know, mm. which you, you have in countries like Australia, you know, and mm. uh, uh, United States, some other places in the world, you don't have freedom, uh, no. Eric. And uh, um, yes, people are not so nice to each other. I mean, just uh, just on that one, I may just put a plug here. Um, the other day I was um, going to change my tires, you know, to my car. I, I've done uh, quite a few uh, kilometers going to up north, you know, to Darwin and back and all around. Yeah. And uh, I chew quite a bit of the rubber there. And I thought, oh, man, I need to, to go and uh, change my tires before I will be pulled over, you know. Mm. And I come across with these guys, you know, very, very friendly, very good uh, people. I mean, just put a plug for them today, you know, uh, on on grippies, you know. Mm. <laughs> very good people there. And uh, they were nice. They were uh, even coming from different backgrounds, you mm. know. And, um, yeah, it's, it's good to know that there are uh, people who feel with each other and you can uh, talk freely, you know, not to be, um, you know, scared. Uh, what are you saying? You know, like you said in China, it's a big, big problem now with the underground uh, church there mm, yeah. and uh, there is not freedom there is not much freedom there mm. uh, but talking about uh, Daniel chapter 2 which we are going to, l- to look into tonight and read uh, this um, passage of the Bible uh, was during the time when um, you know another superpower mm. of the time you know uh, Babylon was uh, was controlling controlling the world yes. at that time you know yes. but Let's see what um, what God had in place yes, uh, for for that. And I, I may yeah. ask you that uh, question to start with, mm. Eric, uh, tonight. I mean, who knows the future, Eric? Yeah. Well, uh, God does, and uh, God outlined here the history of the world. Amazing. Way back where this was written, from Daniel to the end of the world. Mm. From Daniel stretching right through history to the end of the end of the world, here is outlined in Daniel two. Mm. And if we look at this dream that was given to Nebuchadnezzar, he also had a second dream, which is actually in chapter four. So, Daniel uh, Nebuchadnezzar has quite a few dreams. This one. Uh, he could not remember. The one in Daniel 4, he did remember. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's interesting because Nebuchadnezzar, well, he was the king of Babylon. 
um, and he ruled from about 605 BC to 562 BC. Uh, it was the most imp- he was the most important ruler of the Neo Babylonian Empire, and he was a renowned builder. He built great structures. You know, we we know of the Hanging Gardens of Babylon. His wife wanted that built. Yes. Well, you've got to obey your wife, don't you? So. <laughs> So this powerful king built this uh, this wonderful structure. It was it's actually known as the Seven Wonders of the Ancient World. And under his rule, this Neo Babylonian Empire became a golden city. Yes, it was powerful. It was a pow- most it was the most powerful kingdom in the known world at that time, and it grew into a formidable city. Uh, it was very strong in defence and uh, a very powerful army. And, uh, you know, he, he even conquered Jerusalem twice. Yes. Uh, he destroyed Solomon's temple, and he, he took many Jews captive, and he initiated the period of Jewish history known as the Babylonian captivity of the Babylonian exile, which lasted about 70 years in total. Yes. So he's a very, very powerful king. And, and it tells us here in, in Daniel 2 that in the second year of Nebuchadnezzar, during his reign, he had these dreams, um, and it says in his spirit, in verse 2, it says, His spirit was so troubled that his sleep left him, and then the king gave the command to call the magicians, the astrologers, the sorcerers, and the Chaldeans to tell the king his dreams. So they came and stood before the king, and the king, in, in verse 3, says, And the king said to them, I have had a dream, and my spirit is anxious to know the dream. I don't know about you, Nick, but I have woken up during the night, and I've dreamt something, even early morning. I've actually dreamt I've had a dream and I just can't remember the dream. I know I've dreamt. That's something. so frustrating when oh, that happens. Yeah, gee, it really annoys me. <laughs> Sometimes I wake up and I, I know the dream. It's almost like I'm in the middle of the dream. And but this time, uh, the king is is really um, he's troubled. He's, he's troubled. troubled. Yeah. This um, this man uh, Eric, you mentioned, you know, who controlled the world at that time. You know, yes, very powerful man. I mean, he was very proud of himself. Also. So by building Babylon, yeah. and even says, "Look at is not that this my hands, you know, that build this yes. beautiful Babylon." And I'm just thinking of you in the, the procession way, you know. Even now, today, you can go and see some of that, uh, you know, uh, in uh, in Iraq, um, and uh, you know the they say the the wall is so wide, you know, the walls that three chariots can go side by yes. side on that mm. on that wall. That's right. The world is still marvel. Uh, after yep. um, and in the ruins, they found Nebuchadnezzar's name and plant yes. and the statues of him as well. He thought his kingdom would last forever, forever, and absolutely. And he wanted the world to know about it. Yes, know? and even yes. now, if you go in uh, museums, like in uh, in Germany, yes. in the Pergamum Museum, you can find the the gates of, um, of Babylon. You know, that's yeah. I, I just thought to um, to mention that, that this man, so powerful, he was troubled. Yes, that's right. And so he calls, who does he go to first? He calls in the magicians and the astrologers, the sorcerers, all those that had the spells and the tricks and, uh, and who actually delved, some of them delved into many gods. They had many gods back then. The god of fertility, mm-hmm. there was many gods, uh, to delve in them. And he said to them, you know, uh, come and, and tell me my dream. I'm, I'm perplexed. And, uh, in verse four, it says, then the Chaldean spoke to the king in Aramaic. O king, live forever. Tell your servants the dream, and we will give you the interpretation. 
Uh, and the king answers and said to the Chaldeans, My decision is firm. If you do not make known the dream to me and its interpretation, he now, then goes and explains what happens, and they're going to be cut to pieces. Mm. Uh, their houses will be taken, be, but they'll end up um, trashing their houses. You'll be cut to pieces. Um, however, if you tell me the dream and its interpretation, you shall receive me gifts, rewards, and great honor. So therefore, here is a moment of truth in who you go to in a time of trouble. Here is the thing that the king, this most powerful king, would seek his advice from these group of people. who From men. From men. From men. We would know them today as people who have seances or people who talk to the dead. Mm -hmm. Uh, These are the things, the the witches in the world today, the white witches, you know, we still have them today in our society. People who will will tell your future, uh, look into a glass ball. You know, sometimes here in in, in um, Adelaide, Nick, often they'll have a psychic fair. Yes. And you go, and I've actually walked through there for interest. In fact, I think we had a bookstall there one time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you will see these 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 little tents up, and there you will be able to go in and pay $20 or something, and they will tell your future or read your palm. These are the sort of people here mm-hmm. that we're talking about. And mm. this is who the king turns to. It amazes me with his, his intelligence. Obviously, he was an intelligent man that... Uh, that, but through custom and, and reliance, he he relies on this to get advice as to what his dream or to reveal the dream. But it also, uh, also uh, before we even go further to mm. read uh, a bit more in Daniel chapter two, uh, I have a a bit of a, um, a feeling here mm. that uh, he was not necessarily trusting these guys because he no. he he said if you don't tell yeah. me, you know, if you don't yeah. tell me, then you know you are. Done. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just wonder if in, in the background whether he's had some sort of other problems with them. Mm-hmm. He must have. Because he, he, he's getting a bit mad. He says, look, you know, because they say to him, you reveal me the dream and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll tell you its interpretation. And he said, now hang on a minute. He's thinking here now, you guys are supposed to be able to talk to the gods and do what you mm-hmm. do. You should know what I've dreamt. This is putting them on the spot. This is where the rubber meets the road, if you like. You're yes. talking about tires before. But this is where the rubber meets the road. And this is where he, he, he's really getting angry with them. Because you guys, you know, I reckon they're pretty well paid. Mm-hmm. You know, they would have been uh, in, p- in positions of power and, uh, and advising not just him but others. And so uh, here is where he's saying to them, look, you know. Uh, I really want to know now. I don't want to give you guys time to make up some sort of story. I yes. want you to tell me right on the spot. You tell me now. Mm. Otherwise, you're going to lose your life or you're going to get these riches. There's one option or the other. And so here they're caught in a hard place. And once again, they come back to him and say, please, just tell us. Yeah, in verse 7, actually, they said, actually, they answered again and said, let the king tell his servants the dream and we will give it's interpretation. Again, they, they are trying to, <laughs> to find from the king what was his dream about. You know, Nick, sometimes, um, in the past, before I was a Christian, I used to go onto some of the sites where they said, oh, you know, um, <clears throat> we, um, we, uh, we talked to your grandmother or something, you know, my mum, my grandmother passed away mm-hmm. and she is, she says this to you and that to you, you know. And sometimes I find that, um, some of these people, when you talk, they quiz you as to try and get some sort of information that they can actually put into what they're going to tell you. And I think that this might be what they're trying to get here. They're trying to get some idea of the dream from him so that they can come up with some sort of story to make the king happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
But then the king answered when in verse 8 he says, The king answered, I know for certain that you could, would gain time because you see that my decision is firm. If you do not make known my, my dream to me, there is only one decree for you, for you have agreed to speak lying and corrupt words before me till the time is changed. Therefore tell me the dream and I shall give you the interpretation. Now this is really interesting, the answer that they give. Mm-hmm. In verse 10, it says, The Chaldeans answered the king and said, There is not a man on earth yep. who can tell the king's matter. Therefore, no king, lord, or ruler has ever asked such things of any magician, astrologer, or Chaldean. It is a difficult thing that the king requests, and there is no other who can tell it to the king except the gods whose dwelling is not with flesh. Mm. So they're talking about this power that they get from gods, they think, you know. And they're saying there's not a god who can do this. And, and the king was very uh, angry because uh, he trusted, I mean, I mean, he expected, even if he didn't trust, he expected these people to tell him, you know. Yeah. Uh, as you just said a bit earlier, I believe they were in uh, that position, you know, to uh, to tell Uh, but uh, definitely the king was uh, determined uh, to cut them off, you know, I mean, to cut them in pieces, to destroy them if they are not going to reveal the the dream. And and the decree went out, yes, in, in verse 13, yes, says that the decree went out yeah. and they began uh, killing, they started killing the, the wise uh, right. men. Now, here it's very important before we even move uh, further, mm. um, uh, Eric, because among the wise men, there were some people there which we are going to talk a little bit uh, tonight mm. and one of them was Daniel Daniel yes. Daniel and his companion his friends you know yes. and we know the stories of uh, even the children know the the story of you know um, Daniel thrown into the the uh, lion's den yep. or the the and three friends you know being thrown into the furnace yes. and this is a Daniel prayed three times yes. even in captivity But, yeah uh, let's look at this because We we learn here that even the magician the magicians mm. they telling the king there is no man on earth mm. who can tell the king his dream mm. only gods mm. now we are going to look a little bit here now how god can reveal secrets mm. and it's through his people it's interesting to me that in their desperation it says here in verse 13 so the decree went out they began killing the wise men and they sought daniel and his companions to kill them isn't that interesting mm-hmm. here and they went out to there and then with counsel and wisdom daniel talked to the guard uh his name was arioch and uh, he said what is going on and in verse 16 it says so daniel went and asked the king to give him time Uh, that he might tell the king the interpretation. Interesting, isn't it, that the king gives Daniel time? I, I was going just to say that. I mean, uh, how dare you, Daniel, to go and ask the king for time when he uh, said to the <laughs> yes. magician, the astrologers and all those, don't try to buy time. You have to tell me. Yes. And he's going now to um, to ask for time. Is uh, Daniel coming after the others had asked it twice for more time? Here's Daniel coming to this powerful, powerful king. And Daniel's just a captive. In fact, you know, Daniel and his friends, th- this incident would have happened. Uh, Daniel and his friends completed three years of training. They just finished their training. Uh, they would have started in the first official year of Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, about 604 BC. So they're just out of their training here. And here they, he comes before the king. Now, what interests me here, I think, why the king gave him time, 
is the character of Daniel compared to the character of these other mob. All right. He trusted more Daniel than he trusted the wise men. Oh, that's that a interesting? very interesting point. Yeah. Yes. So uh, in a world today which is shaking, it's, it's our, if we are revealing the character of God to others, then people know whom to listen to and not to those who are going the wrong way, basically. And w- while you're saying that, uh, Eric, uh, particularly now going through this uh, pandemic, you know, and all mm. the uh, comments and all the, you know, you can see... Uh, how people are just contradicting each other, you know, uh, different opinions. But I wonder who can be trusted, you know. Mm. And this is something very important uh, for us even to mention uh, Mm. today, uh, to talk a little bit more. Uh, Daniel, as a faithful follower of the living God, he, in everything what he did, he showed that. And the king trusted him. He, this was a young man. Daniel was a young man, uh, obviously, obviously from a, a very good uh, upbringing, you know. I mean, uh, he, he was, I believe, kind of like a prince, you know. Like, mm. and um, But the king could read that this man is to be trusted. Yes. Yes, I think over time he had seen Daniel in action. He had seen how he stayed faithful to his God and he saw here somebody he could trust. And, you know, it says in verse 20 that uh, Daniel uh, said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever and for wisdom and might are his uh, and he removes kings and raises up kings. He praises God. He's in prayer here. You know, mm-hmm. he, he praises them and he asks God for the interpretation of this dream. And uh, so Daniel goes in verse uh, verse 24 and asks that Arioch, whom the king had appointed to destroy the wise men, he said to him, do not destroy the wise men. Uh, take me before the king and I will tell the king the interpretation. So he spent time in prayer uh, with his colleagues and God has now revealed uh, this dream uh, to to Daniel. And um and it says, I'll make known the dream. So he then reveals, in verse 27 onwards, it then reveals this mag- this dream of this magnificent statue. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is what caught my imagination when I was uh, learning about God in my early days, this great big uh, statue. In verse 20, it says here, it's interesting how Daniel starts off, actually, in 27. It says, Daniel answered in the presence of the king and said, The secret which the king has demanded, the wise men, the astrologers, the magicians, and the soothsayers cannot declare this to the king. Yes. I, I found that interesting that he would actually refer back to them, saying here now, there is another source of power that's evil. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we've got to recognize today, that God doesn't bring bad things to happen to people. That even, there would be no more, there would be no crying or suffering. God does not bring that. It's the evil one. That in other that words, happens. don't put your trust mm-hmm. in the things which, you know, or, or in men or in, in, you know, who cannot tell you the truth or the future. Yes. You know, in this case, you know, don't rely on sources, on, mm-hmm. you know, rely on the real thing, which is the only one the living God. And that's what Daniel actually is going to say here. And we are going to look into this a little yes. bit, how, how Daniel is um, bringing into the picture the living God mm. who knows everything and captures the attention of the king Yes, when he starts to talk in this way. It's interesting, uh, Nick, uh, back in 
uh, time when I was studying with somebody who um, who was uh, just studying the, studying the Bible, and we covered the state of the dead. They were talking about um, uh, what happens when you die and uh, if people actually come back uh, uh, to their relatives or come back to their house. And this man... Uh, we went through the Ten Commandments and uh, he was abused by his dad and uh, he hadn't spoken to his dad for a long time. And I said, look, we, we talked about it. And he said, look, I'm going to go and visit my dad, you know. And he went and did that. And the following week at Bible study, he did visit him. He said, I found it very hard um, to visit him. But we did have a bit of a chat, you know. About a month later, his father actually um, uh, gassed himself in a car and committed suicide. And uh, there was um, alcohol in the car. And... Um, he could smell it, and uh, anyway, they had the funeral, and he brought the car back to his place, and he said that night he was in bed, and he heard a noise going up and down the hallway, and he went out to it, and he said he stood in his doorway, and he heard the footsteps going backwards and forwards. He could smell alcohol, the same whiskey that his father Mm -hmm. drank, and he said the place was so cold. He said he turned on the heaters and the lights, even put the oven on. He said the place still remained cold, and and this thing was walking up and down. He was truly afraid, but he remembered the scriptures, and he remembered that these things are formed by the devil to fool people to think that the spirit lives on after death, that the dead do not come back to, to the house. And so he said, if you're not of Jesus Christ, he said, go. And he said, instantly, instantly, he said to me, yelled it out. He said, the footsteps stopped. He said, the place warmed up. He said, the smell went away. And he said, everything was back to normal. And he knew. Mm. He knew the truth, you see. So he wasn't deceived. And that's what we're talking about here, about the king following advice, following trying to find this from the wrong source. But here we find that Daniel says no. Don't listen to them. That's the wrong source. Listen to the God of heaven. Yep. Because yep. the God of heaven has the truth. Absolutely. And yes. uh, as we jumped, you know, to verse 27, mm. Eric, but if I go back just a little yeah, bit sure. for, for a little bit on verse 20, uh, let's say 21 to 23, yeah. uh, because it, it says yes. here, Daniel went, you know, to pray, mm. to seek God, and he's starting to to talk this language, uh, Eric, about the living God. Mm. It says in the verse 21, and he changes the times and the season. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals, and this is, you know, uh, very important. Almost uh, Daniel is saying, hey, you know, we are in big trouble here. Mm. Oh, God, we need you to reveal to us, you know, uh, your plan. And he says here, uh, he reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness and light dwells within him. And here is nice in 23 says, I thank you and praise you, O God of my fathers. You have given me wisdom and might and have now made known to me what we ask you for. For you have made known to us the king's demand. Yeah. You see, Daniel is not just full of himself. No. Uh, saying, even though he went to the king and said, mm. give me time, we'll tell you, you know, mm. but he's now talking to his father, mm. to God. And he is kind of reminding, if you like, God, you know, mm. because God said, come and reason with me, come, ask, you know, knock and will be open, you know, ask and you'll receive and th- all those things. Daniel is using this and 
God is revealing his secrets to him. And, and it amazes me too what it would have done to Daniel to actually have this dream. Uh, you know, when we step out in faith and follow God and 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 do the hard yards and follow him, what was revealed to Daniel, this dream that the king had received, he gets it, and his experience of experiencing that must have really built his faith even more because when we step out in faith, our faith grows. Mm. And he... he, he Followed that faith all the time, you know. All but right, it, let's move on uh, yes. to the next. Uh, but it's interesting passages. where it talks here about. Um, uh, so he starts off and he, he refers back to the wise men. They cannot declare this, but then he says in verse twenty-eight, "But there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets, and He has made known to the what to the king Nebuchadnezzar what will be in the latter days." And so he, I'll just go through because of time. Yes. he reveals this great big statue. And uh, at the top was a head of gold, and uh, then we had the uh, the chest and arms of silver, and then we have uh, the thighs of brass, uh, and then we have the legs of iron, and then down the bottom we have iron and clay. And so this is what it is, and and the king remembers that and says that that's it you exactly. Know? Yeah, you've got it. You've Tell got me it. more, Daniel. Tell me more now. Yeah. So now uh, we have the interpretation. So he talks about this uh, this great big uh, image, and it says that a great big stone comes uh, that is made without uh, hands. It says the stone comes and smashes the uh, big statue at the feet, right at the bottom of the statue. And then consumes the whole earth. So in verse 36, we'll pick it up there. It says, this is the dream. Now we will tell the interpretation of it before the king. You, O king, are the king of kings. For the God of heaven has given you a kingdom, power, strength, and glory. And wherever the children of men dwell or the beasts of the field and the birds of the heaven, he has given them into your hand and has made you ruler over them. You are this head of gold. Yes. So here we see this is uh, Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom is represented here uh, by the head of gold, which ruled from 605 BC to 539 BC. And the king thought, oh, this is pretty good. This is good. I like this. This is this. I'm, I'm gold. I'm right at the top of the statue. Mm. I'm the head. That's mm. fantastic. And that's, uh, you know, what's amazing about the book uh, of Daniel, uh, and particularly in the chapter two. But mm. we are going to, uh, by the way, um, Eric, just to mention here, in the book of Daniel, mm. in chapter 12, yep. verse four, it says here that um, uh, God told Daniel, and we'll, we'll come to this later on, but I just mm. thought to bring that uh, passage to, to our attention today. God says that you, Daniel, shut up the words, because they are for another time. Mm. Some of these things, you know, uh, Daniel didn't understand. I'm not mm. necessarily in chapter two, but in the, mm. in the next chapters of Daniel. But God says, hey, these things will happen. These things mm. are for certain. Yes. And we are living right now, Eric, in, in these days when mm. so much of uh, what we read in Daniel mm. comes true. Well, the Bible tells us that true that we're actually living in the in the bottom of the statue. Here we're mm-hmm. talking about the king back then in, in 605 BC. We're living right down in those the time of the feet. And uh, yeah, I'll let you just keep yeah. going with the, just to describe yeah. that uh, statue. You know that uh, image which. Well, uh, here in verse 39, the king, you know, he kind of feels a bit un- uncomfortable now because Daniel continues on and he says, "But after you, Cheryl." Arise another kingdom inferior to yours, 
and then another, a third kingdom of bronze, which shall rule over the earth. So we find in history that uh, we look at the statue also that Babylon was a head of gold. Then we see the chest and arms of silver. And this, these metals represent Medo-Persia. Though not as magnificent as Babylon, an advanced taxation system brought vast treasures of silver to the Persian rulers. The empire consisted of two arms, the Medes and the Persians, as represented by the arms here mm-hmm. of chest and silver. So this metal is inferior to the first one. Gold's the most precious. We come now down to silver, uh, the arms of silver. So it's an inferior metal, meaning that an inferior kingdom will actually overthrow the power. And in that time, I think King Nebuchadnezzar would have been amazed at that, that here is an inferior kingdom is going to take over my kingdom. And interesting, just talking about that, uh, um, how how this image, you know, it's making so, so much sense when you understand uh, the head, you know, which was a lot of intellect there, even with uh, with Nebuchadnezzar, you know, one of the wise yeah. men, you know, building Babylon, but now you're coming together with a less precious uh, yes. metal like silver, but more, a bit more powerful. And you, yes. as you just said, the arms too. Here we're talking about two now, you know, yes. two powers here, yeah, and we know the Mesu and the Persians, you know, yeah. coming together. And it's in history. If you look down, yes, at, at, and read the history books, this is exactly what took place. Exactly written written way back in Daniel before this even happened. It's a, yes. this to me is an amazing prophecy, and you know, you can look at other people. Who who claim to know the future, you do not get this detail. They even talk about Notre Dame. Yes. And when you look at him, and there's, you can take some things and apply them, but it doesn't give the detail here. You can try and put them in spots. But here, this is like reading a history book of, of that we have today. Absolutely, absolutely. What's the third kingdom? Uh, well, the third one mentioned here also was bronze, and the third one was, you know, the thighs of brass, the Greeks were known for their bronze armor and battle axes. Their leader was, of course, Alexander the Great, and, uh, you know, he ruled the largest kingdom the world has ever seen. So here again, from the silver, we go down to another inferior metal. Mm-hmm. But Greece took over, and they took over in 331 B.C. to 168 B.C., which is amazing. Right. So here is a, a history given to the king of the future. And then in verse 40, and the fourth kingdom, the next one that comes along will be as strong as iron. Inasmuch as iron breaks into pieces and shatters everything, and like iron that crushes, that kingdom will break in pieces and crush all the others. So tell me, Nick, if you think of a kingdom that's ruled back in the past in Jesus' time, around that time, who ruled with an iron fist? Absolutely. The, who was that? The Romans. Rome. Yeah, Rome. Rome. Cruel, very cruel. And, and also another interesting aspect here about the image, Eric. Yes. We're talking about the first three kingdoms yes and now you look at the fourth kingdom yeah and when talks about the legs you know even in the body where you look is the longest length yes you know the the, the legs are the longest part of the of the body you know and how accurate god described this was the longest kingdom of the four that ruled. that's correct yes by the way uh, from which year uh, to which year was this kingdom rome in power rome was 168 bc before christ Mm -hmm. 476 a.d which is a long time. That's what's that. Um, you know, that was a long time. And, you know, at the time, a quarter of the world's population lived within the Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. That's how many people they had, which is amazing. And uh, with the Iron Legions of Rome, the emperor ruled a larger kingdom than Greece. A quarter of the world's population lived within the Roman Empire. 
yes. as we come down. Now, something interesting happens after this one. In verse 41, it says, Whereas you saw the feet and toes, though were partly of potter's clay and partly of iron, the kingdom shall be divided, yet the strength of the iron shall be in it, just as you saw the iron mixed with ceramic clay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tells me that Rome still has an influence in the iron still. Yes. And it still has a, Rome has an influence today. And as the toes of the feet were partly of iron and partly of clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly fragile. As you saw iron mixed with ceramic clay, they will mingle with the seed of men, but they will not ad- adhere to one another, just as iron does not mix with clay. So what it's saying here is that there is going to be a world divided, no more one world empire. And this is the time in which we live. This is the last part of this big statue. Mm-hmm. We, You and I, we can identify today through Bible history. You can read the books of history and see all these kingdoms. Christ says it'll be divided. They will not adhere. The seeds of men, the rulers, the kings, yes. they'll try and intermarry yes. to try and get that power. And we've seen that happen. The wars have been caused through intermarriage of, of different ones. But it says here that they will they will not mix together and they will be divided. Interesting, isn't it? And that's our time. You, you, you're talking about our time. By the way, just uh, as um, we said a bit uh, before, uh, Rome actually ruled for uh, about 625 wow. years. Right. Now, the other ones before... I could have worked that out. Yeah, the <laughs> other ones before, uh, they were like a couple of hundred years, you know, like, uh, but yeah, Rome uh, ruled for a long time and it's still uh, in different form um, is ruling today. Well, what you what know? amazes me, Nick, is that when, the, uh, when Rome fell and then uh, there was no other ru- world rulers after that time, uh, it tells me here that uh, the ten toes, uh, Europe split into ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, it split into um, Armenia, which became Germany. We know that as Germany today. Yes. And then we have the Anglo-Saxons, which of course is Great Britain, and the Burgundians, which is Switzerland, the Franks, which is France. And so it's split into ten, exactly as the Bible foretell, which is um, absolutely amazes me. But do you know how many people tried to take, to try to, um, to pull everything together and be another world power? Mm-hmm. There's been many of them. I mean, you can look at it and look through history. Attempts to unify Europe was Charles the Great in the 8th century. Yes. Uh, Charles V in the 16th. Louis. Uh, the 17th and 18th century, Napoleon in the 19th, Emperor William, uh, yeah, William Kaiser, yeah, William Kaiser, and Mm -hmm. Hitler, of course, in the 20th, were not successful. And today, if you look at the European Union, it struggles to survive. Correct. Even though the, the, the center of the, you know, the the Brussels there, um, even the, uh, you know, um, the building there looks like the, um, tower of Babel, you know, unfinished. That's right. Interesting. Yep. Yeah, they try to rule, they try to unite, yep. uh, but they can't. And if you look back at uh, a lot of these powers, their, their power is gone today. Mm, mm. You know, you think of Rome and how much power it has in the yeah. world today. You know? Yeah. Hey, uh, I, I may just take a short break here, uh, Eric, uh, and um, I just like to remind our listeners again that they can be part of our program uh, by sending us a message and maybe even, um, even tell us, you know, uh, um, who knows the future? What do you think? Who knows the the future and how will you understand the future? You can write a text, a message to zero four triple eight eight zero eight double 
one and will be very happy to take in consideration that and just uh, um, look at your uh, your opinion too. Now, uh, I'm going to play a song and we talk about Daniel a little bit here today, Eric, and let's play this beautiful song, Dare to be a Daniel. We'll be back soon. Don't go anywhere. This is Faith FM, a drive time, big Q&A. Welcome back. Uh, you are listening to Faith FM, Drive Time, Big Q&A with Nick Rita, and our co-host today, it's Eric Hoare. We are going 
We are talking today, Eric, about uh, who knows the future. And we looked into Daniel chapter 2. We learn about that um, dream with Nebuchadnezzar has and, uh, you know, the the image. And you just um, show us uh, how the history came through Mm. amazingly, accurately uh, through that dream. Mm. Uh, what else would you like to tell from uh, from this uh, beautiful uh, chapter uh, before we are closing because we're coming very very rapidly to the end of the program today well we can see through scripture here where we're living today you and I Nick and, and the listeners out there were living during the time of the toes the feet the divided Europe here we are going through history to the time here but something interesting comes after after this in verse 44 and it says and in the days of these kings the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed and the kingdom shall not be left to other people it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms and it shall stand forever inasmuch as you saw that the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands and that it broke in pieces the iron the bronze the clay the silver and the gold the great God has made known to the king what will come to pass after this the dream is certain and its interpretation is sure. So what happens at the end here is a great stone hits the statue at the feet and topples it and crushes it and then this stone becomes fills up the whole world. We're talking here about the second coming of Christ. So during the time in which we live in the, in, and, and at this time, the second coming of Christ is going to come where the statue has reached the point of the divided Europe, no world power. And it's interesting to me, Nick, that there was one man years ago, and many of the listeners will know the name, uh, Franz, uh, uh, Franz uh, Hassel, and he was uh, conscripted into the German army in World War Two. And uh, he knew this prophecy. He was he was brought up in the church. Uh, he was actually a literature evangelist, mm-hmm. which I uh, actually have taken part of, going door to door selling Bibles and things. And um, and he had a strong faith. In fact, during the war, he never even carried a gun. He chiselled a gun out of wood. Wow! Even, you know, uh, such was his faith. But uh, he be- he belonged to the um, to the company six ninety nine, which went ahead and built bridges. Very dangerous. They were in the front line building bridges for the armies to come across. He actually received the Maltese cross as well Mm -hmm. uh, for his conduct and things. But he knew the prophecy and he was concerned. And at one time he explained Daniel to what we've been reading about to Captain Mekus and uh, and two other uh, army leaders uh, in the German army. And her captain, he said... uh, uh, Franz said, the only conclusion a Bible student can come to is that the Fuhrer, Fuhrer cannot win this war. It will not be possible for him to unite and establish his thousand-year Reich. And he looked earnestly in the captain's face. He said, sir, the Bible's predictions have been proved accurate again and again. If they're accurate here, it means that we're fighting a losing battle. Mm. And so he left the captain said, he'd think about it. Well, a week later, the captain looked at it and uh, it was amazing. He came back and said, Hassel, from now on, we will no longer operate a third of our motorized vehicles. The gasoline we will save so that when the end comes, we will have enough fuel to get back home. So isn't it amazing change? Obviously, he believed the, the prophecy which this yeah, uh, gentleman... Took yes. but he did believe. And yeah. so uh, as the war wound down to a, a German defeat... Uh, Franz's uh, unit retreated back to Germany and in a mad dash 
uh, to surrender to the Americans rather than the Russians. Uh, so Pioneer Company 699 retreated and entered Germany minutes ahead of the Russians who were chasing them. And at 10.30, France crossed the bridge over the river Ennis just before the border closed. They'd made it back into uh, safer territory. It's amazing. Out of um, the 1,200 men, all but seven of his 1,200-man unit died in the war, three of whom were not wounded, and France was one of them. Right. made it back. But they listened to the prophecy and Mm. realized, and they actually stored away their petrol to so that they would actually come back. And he understood this prophecy. And it tells us here that there'll be no more world power. We don't have to worry about anything like that, how the world's going to end with a nuclear explosion or whatever people are saying. We know by what has been said here in the Bible that Jesus is coming in the times in which we live, it may not be in your or my lifetime, mm-hmm. but it may be after that. It could be in our lifetime. Yes. But it's during this period of the toes uh, uh, where of the clay and the iron that are not going to join together. There's going to be confusion and the signs are there. There'll be earthquakes and pestilences and wars and famines mm-hmm. and COVID-19. Mm-hmm. It's here. This yep. is a time in which we live. And it's, it's a beautiful thing to know that this is the prophecy. I mean, that is amazing to me. This and, gives us faith. And in Daniel Bible. chapter 2 speaks about that uh, rock which will uh, will come, you know, yes. uh, tumbling down, you know, yes. and hit. Without hand, made without, without hand. Yeah. Talking about the kingdom of God. Absolutely. Yes. And we are preparing for the second coming of Jesus Christ and his kingdom. And, um, yeah, I think that's that's what it is. Yep. And the final bit in this account, Nick, with just a few minutes to go, is that the great king fell before Daniel and prostrated himself before Daniel, wow. this great king, and says here in verse 47, the king answered Daniel and said, Truly your God is the God of gods, the Lord of kings, and a revealer of secrets, since you could reveal the secret. There we go. Who did he have faith now? He had faith in the God of heaven. That's, That's wonderful, nice. Eric. And uh, hey, our time, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, pretty much gone. But yes. I'd like to just remind our listener again that uh, uh, today we may just scratch a little bit, you know, the, the yes. surface of, um, of this beauty, uh, chapter two in Daniel. But if you like to know more about this, don't hesitate to send us a text, you know, and just require some study on the book of Daniel, chapter two, for example, or, or other parts of the Bible. And if they want to look up quickly, uh, Franz Hansel's story, there's uh, a thousand shall fall by his side, written by his sister. You can get the book mm-hmm. or go online and look up his story. It's truly amazing. That's, that's wonderful. Yes. And uh, again, uh, as I said uh, don't be shy don't hesitate this is our offer today to to study with you if you like send us a, a text uh, message on the same number zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one and we'll be very happy to assist and learn together a little bit more about uh, the history of this world the history of the christianity but more than that um, to learn a little bit more um, who knows the future and who tells us uh, what's happening because god will not let us uh, in the darkness god will reveal to his servants the secrets his secrets to his servants and we trust uh, that and we believe that eric um, how would you like to just uh, pray uh, sure. today for us and for somebody who's listening out there and is interested to learn more sure our dear heavenly father we thank you for your word tonight we thank you for a god who loves each one of us who gave his life for us that we might live we thank you for the inspiration of the bible 
that changes lives, which are truly miracles. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, for what is written down here from Daniel 2, given to the great king in this dream. We know we can have certainty in the Bible, Lord, because all the prophecies are true in the Bible. It foretold your coming, Jesus, and it foretold that you would not have any bones broken on that cross. So many great prophecies that we can take heart and learn from. But most of all, Jesus, we want to be more like you. We want to be more like Daniel. So today, mm. Lord, we pray for anybody, Lord, that's struggling in their faith. Maybe there are some are listening that do not know you. We pray, Lord, that they will turn to this word, this source of truth, to a God who reveals secret, the only true God that loves them and cares for them. And so protect the people from the things of this world, from the magicians and the astrologers, from all this sort of thing that we have in this world that we live in today. Thank you for Jesus and thank you for the wonderful words he gives us. We pray in his name. Amen. Amen. And thank you for listening to uh, Drive Time today with uh, Nick and uh, Eric. Uh, please join us again when uh, we we'll continue to look a little bit more in, uh, in the book of Daniel. But until uh, next time, God bless you. Keep walking in the footsteps of Jesus. searched both night and day And as my brother's keeper I knew I found the way See you.